Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. And today I'm so excited. We have Kimberly Christensen, who is the chief content officer of Promptly Journals. And they just launched a new self-love journal that is amazing. I received mine and I absolutely love it. So welcome to the show, Kimberly. Thank you. It's so fun to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. What is your question for me today? Okay, so I want to talk about the difference between self-love and narcissism and selfishness because I am a huge proponent of self-love. And as I've learned about it, and started to practice it, I felt really empowered and amazing. And it's so cool. But I am so blurry on that line between, okay, but at what point am I just being selfish? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's complicated to navigate because I want to have boundaries and I want to look after myself and and I want to, you know, practice self-care and self-love, but I'm not always clear on how to still show up for others and put them first, you know, when or if necessary. And yeah, yeah. I don't know, I feel like self-love can sometimes come across as selfish. And I would just love to explore some situations or reactions that, you know, where self-love become crosses that line and becomes selfishness or, mm-hmm. you know, how do I navigate that and figure out how to embrace self-love without being selfish? Mm, gotcha. Okay. So do you have a specific situation where you're kind of wrestling with this line? Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to think about this for a minute. I should have prepared a situation. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) So there are lots. I think I'm just deciding which one to go with. Um, Okay, well, let's just let's talk about work a little bit, because I, I wonder if people would relate to this, too. But I want to show up as my best self at work, right? And give all I can and help and be a team player. Mm-hmm. And I also have my, I have a family and I have, you know, I have little kids and they are number one. And sometimes I'll, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just drawing those boundaries between that work-life balance and mm-hmm. figuring out, okay, at Am I being selfish if I say, no, I can't show up today for that meeting? Mm-hmm. I'm letting my team down, right? Yeah. But I'm yeah. not, I'm putting my family first. Yeah. And so that's just one example where I see it come up a lot. I'm like, okay, I'm learning how to stand up for myself and what I need and what I want. But like, I also have to show up for these people I love and 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 work with and want to, you know, move our company forward. So right. that's one example that's at the top of my mind of how to draw that balance. I love it. Okay. Let's define selfish. Mm. Selfish is doing what's in your best interest without regard for others. Mm. It sounds like in that situation, you are very aware of other people and the impact of your behavior on them, right? Yes. So it's not like, oh, who cares about my coworkers? They can just do it on their own. I'm out of here. I got to go to do this with my family. You're not disregarding them, right? So 
doing what's in your best interest or your family's best interest in this case with regard for others. So how can you show regard for others? So say your coworkers and honor your primary commitments. So how could you combine those? How could you honor them and, and kind of show that any ideas? Yeah. I mean, I think first it would be to not come at it with an attitude of, sorry, I'm out. Bye. Like I need to go do this, but to, to be compassionate about it and Mm -hmm. say, Hey, I know we have this meeting and I want to be there, but I have to put my family first on that day. And I need to do that. What will, and then maybe to arrange, Hey, will you send me the notes, you know, contact someone who will be there. Maybe will you send me the notes? Is there anything else I can help with? Just showing that awareness, I think would take away Mm -hmm. that feeling of selfishness. Yes. Yes. So that with regard for others, you know, without regard for others is selfish with regard for others, doing what's in your best interest with regard for others is self-care or self-love, right? So it is including caring about others in your decision to prioritize yourself that makes it not selfish. That helps so much because I feel like I can go back to in any situation. Okay. So with that, can I, can I share one more example? Okay. So what about with friendships? Okay. So I'm a, I'm a working mom. Like life is busy. I don't feel like I can always give a lot to a lot of friendships. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm careful about who I go deep with because I do go deep with people. Right. If I'm going to have a friend, like we're going deep and, right. and we're tight. But sometimes, and I, but I want to be kind and I want to be friendly, but sometimes in certain friendships, they ask more than I can give and they want me to be, you know, in touch with them or going to meet up with them you know, on a regular basis, for example, when I don't feel like I can give that in Mm -hmm. that friendship. And so sometimes it may feel selfish again, because I'm, I'm pulling away or I'm, it's hard to navigate these adult friendships. And I'm just like, I don't (laughs) want to be selfish in that I'm ignoring you or, or not responding or, you know, how do it's just hard. And maybe that's another question, but it's like, how do you navigate that without just being like, oh, I'm too busy or I can't, I don't have time for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But recognizing for me that I'm like, well, I can, I have to be so choosy about my time and the energy and my energy, not just my time, you know? Right, right. A client gave me this really great phrase that I use a lot. And I think it's brilliant. I just don't have that to give right now. Mm. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? It's true, yeah. right? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not making excuses, it's just saying, I would love to meet up with you regularly, but I just don't have that to give right now. What I can do is blank. Mm, I love that. What I can do is meet, let's meet quarterly or every other month, or let me reach out to you when I'm, when I have more to give. I love that. Yeah. I think it's, it's the all or nothing thinking that gets me in trouble. Mm, Same more. So with, well, I'm either their friend or I'm not. Or mm. I'm either I'm either a good employee and I'm going to all the meetings, or I'm not. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm a bad employee. <laughs> I'm a good mom. Yeah. I'm a bad mom. I'm a good friend. 
I'm a bad friend. Yeah. Yes. And what if you're sometimes one, sometimes the other, and most of the time in the middle? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. And I think that being okay with that, like mixture of our nature that we're not like one or the other mm-hmm. is really helpful. I've, I've one more thing that's coming up for me and that's yeah. because I know you talk a lot about like faith transitions and navigating that as well. And I'm, I'm thinking of boundaries with with church, you know, because I was raised LDS and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still a part of the church, but also have changed a lot of my views on certain things and would say I'm a progressive thinker or I try to be within within my faith community. But I'm just right now trying to navigate because there's certain things culturally that are expected. Okay, let's just get specific. Let's talk about like ministering mm. and and where we're for people who don't know where we are assigned to women in our neighborhood or ward to get in touch with and visit and, and look after. I, I have a hard time with that because it makes me cringe a little bit to be assigned. It's almost like being assigned a friend. And I feel like I'm being fake when Mm. I'm like, Oh, Hey, when can we set up a visit? It's just never sat well with me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's, that's a boundary I want to have and not feel guilty about. Okay. And this is just one little example of of, and there's other things like in the church that I'm like, Ooh, that's not for me, but how do I still have a place there mm-hmm. without dishonoring myself? Mm-hmm. I know this is like a can of worms and I'm just like, no, well, I have you, I'm going to ask you all the questions. <laughs> this is great. So again, it's, it's not all or nothing. And the question is, you know, how can you set a healthy boundary for you without disregarding everybody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very appropriate to be able to say, I'm not able to minister right now. I need to be released and not give any reason. It just doesn't work for me. And I will visit and reach out to people that I feel inspired to reach out to, but I'm not interested in in an official assignment right now. And it doesn't mean I'm selfish. Okay. I'm like, there's a lot of conditioning thoughts that are popping up and I'm like, wait, wait, Hey, what, tell me, tell me what they are. Oh, just that you are less than Mm. this church. You're not as strong of a disciple of Christ or member of this church. If you're not doing that Mm. and all the other things, like, like I've so for so long measured myself against those expectations that are pretty external. Right that it's hard to stop the thinking that if I'm not like living up to those that I'm not, I'm just being selfish or I'm, mm-hmm. I'm or there's another path of conditioned thought there too, that goes, Oh, well, you're just getting lazy or what's the word complacent or, <laughs> you know, yeah, or, I know. <laughs> or just being a buffet Mormon or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just picking yeah. and choosing, but I'm like where I am in my life right now, I have to be that way. I have to, because the black and white isn't thinking, isn't working for me anymore. And there's, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's not fitting like it used to. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Okay. What I think is helpful, at least for me, is to go to what Christ taught. He did not teach external conformity. In fact, he taught the opposite, right? He was he, he showed the exceptions to the rule. 
the ox is in the mire, you know, healing on the Sabbath day, that people are more important than rules, including you. I'm crying, but it's fine. Are you? (laughs) Yeah. What's coming up? What's coming up? Well, I mean, a lot has been coming up, but I think just you saying that it it just feels true Mm. and it's comforting Mm. and it's easy to get caught up in the external conformity and it's easy to get worried about what people will think. And if they measure you by those external things Mm -hmm. and that's a huge concern, right? It's like, well, what if I start doing this or not doing that? And if people notice, and you know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. if people notice, then what? Finish that. If people notice, then they might not be my friend or they might not let their children play with my kids, not because they think I'm horrible, but because they have a very delineated view of what they want to follow and what they want their kids to follow. And that black and white thinking does work and serve a lot of people, mm-hmm. not not me anymore, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it seems to work for some people and I don't want to judge them, but, right. um, but that's the then what that that's one of the fears, especially because I live in a Utah suburb and Utah yeah. County suburb and it's just, it is very, it can be homogenous in that mm-hmm. way. So I'm afraid that if I am my authentic self within the church, that I will be rejected and my family okay. will be excluded. Yes. Am I hearing that? Yes. Yeah. And I wonder if that fear goes along with kind of everything you've mentioned today of like, what will other, will other people think I'm selfish? Will, will my coworkers think I'm selfish? What will my Relief Society president think? What will, right? So that That's external true. approval is big. Yeah, it's big for me. And I think you mm-hmm. hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what it is. It's if I'm showing up as my true self or what I think is my true self, in what ways will I be rejected like socially? Yeah. And that's a real fear. So I want to validate that. That's a real fear. And so then you're faced with, do I abandon myself in order to get their approval? Yeah. And there's no really easy answer for that. Should the answer ever be yes? That's my question for you. Is it ever appropriate for that answer to be yes? Or is it too individual? I think it depends. So relationships are never all about you and they're never all about the other person. They're about the space in between. Oh, wow. But I want to challenge your assumption that if you are your authentic self, that will equal rejection because that may be true, but it may not be true. We don't know. Depends on the person, depends on the situation, depends on the time, but you kind of, equated those like well if i if i'm really myself then this is going to be the outcome and i just want to say we don't know that's true the outcome could be people are like oh, i'm so relieved to have somebody who's genuine around here <laughs> you know <laughs> you never know or you may have some people come toward you and some people move away and the people who move away from you may be people that are it's fine you're fine having some distance with that's so, really Yeah. You want to be able to bring your authentic self into your life. Hmm. So how can you do that? Yeah. I, I love that. And I, 
I think it comes back to that definition you gave me of selfishness is, well, I don't remember the exact definition, but I think it's just taking, say Doing what's in your best interest without regard for others is selfish. Right. So unselfishness then is doing what's in my best interest with regard for others. So I think it's just taking that with me, with each situation, how can I honor myself, but then also regard the other and that exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. With, and with your relief society presidency saying, you know, I'm not really going to be doing ministering anymore. And then to regard them is to say, and I know that might put you in an awkward situation or I, I know that means you'll have to do some adjusting and, you know, I, like, I understand that and I value the service that you're giving to our ward, you know, show regard. Yeah. And with that, I think I came up with another idea. Maybe I can even talk to those girls directly, those women that I'm assigned to and be like, Hey, this is how I do it. I'm not your assigned friend, but I am like here for you as your neighbor. And like, I don't know, maybe there's mm-hmm. a conversation I could have with them mm-hmm. so they know where I stand and I can talk to them and regard them and ask, what What do you need? <laughs> they not may not them. want you to come visit them all the time. <laughs> they may not. Or if yeah. they are someone who's like, no, I need that monthly visit. I'll be like, that's not me. Love you. But let me, let me find you someone else who will mm-hmm. be that for you. Yeah. I set up my own rules for ministering. If we're going to talk about that, I say, give me one person and no companion, and I will watch over them. Mm, And I I do it how I do it. And the person that I minister to texts me when she needs relationship advice and when she needs, wants to celebrate and I drop her something off on holidays and it's, we're friends. That's cool. It's just friends, you know, and it works for me. That's, that's beautiful. I love that. I love that, like taking ownership and I remember one time I asked to be released from a calling because of something really intense I was going through. Mm-hmm. And the the counselor thanked me. He said, thank you for voicing that need. Because mm. he's like, we don't always know. Right. And it's not always like an angel or bolt of lightning coming down saying, this is the person for the calling. He's like, we're, we're human people and we don't always know what's going on. So he's like, thank you for expressing that. Mm. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know it was an option. I just felt like I needed that. And then it, it gave, it opened up these doors of like, oh, I can just like communicate what I need mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of feeling resentful or, you know, feeling that all or nothing mm-hmm. mentality. Or so. feeling fear. Like mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm, if I do what I really want to do, you know, people will see me this way when that's a great example of someone seeing you not the way that you thought. So like thanking you for being authentic. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. That's where my mind needs to go to those examples rather than the fear of what could be like the worst case scenario, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Good work, Kimberly. Well, thanks. Thank you so much for that definition. I Mm. I started taking notes as you were talking, but I just, I remembered, oh, I can listen to this. You can listen to it as many times as you want. (laughs) So what, what are you going to take with you from our conversation today? I am going to take just that empowerment to honor what I need and, and not feel like it has to be 
one or the other, that I either have to honor what I need and what I want and, and, you know, disregard other people, Mm -hmm. or I have to abandon myself, (laughs) but that I can, I can honor other people and myself at the same time. And so that's my biggest takeaway is, Mm. is doing that. And in each situation, just asking, okay, what do I need here? And how can I still respect and regard the other people involved in this situation? So I'm not just like holding up, putting up my walls and hiding and being like, nope, leave me alone. This is what I need, you know? So there's, there is a way to do both and to feel good and unselfish about it. I want to clap. Yay. (laughs) That's, that makes me so happy. Yes. And what you just said is self-love and it's love for others too. Those are not mutually exclusive. And that's just what you said, right? As we love ourselves, we are better able to love other people. And as we love other people, we have more love for ourselves. They're connected. They're not separate. So way to go. Way to go. Thank you. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. This has been a pleasure to talk with you, Kimberly. Yeah, that's been so good. I'll be listening again. (laughs) Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Julie. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. Thanks for listening. Have you ever thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question? Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.